Uh, all right, well, so, uh, I'm Bobby Navia. And I'm Dorian Weinzimmer. Welcome, everybody, back to the couch. Uh, another episode, another week here. Yeah. Although, I guess you'd be excused for confusing me with, like, one of Gerard Butler's ex-wives for the amount of shit I'm talking about his neck. But, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. But, anyway. Um, all right. So, we're going to talk about a movie we both watched this week on yeah. Shudder. Uh, ne- neither of us had seen this movie. So, no. we've been, you know, we've been doing some some taking each other's recommendations and getting into the Criterion 70s style icons and, you know, but like all those movies, at least one of us had seen previously. Yes. Um, so this was a chance we were like, Hey, let's, let's look at something that we're both interested in watching, but neither of us have seen. And, Mm -hmm. uh, so, and, and we have not discussed this movie at all yet. Uh, In like, no, this is first time. Yeah. in like the vaguest of terms, like I watched it. I have a general sense of, of, you know, how appalled Bobby was by the film, but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, but, but, and I also haven't really told him how I felt about the movie either. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm interested to talk about it cause I think it's a, uh, I think it's a conversation worthy film. I'm glad, I'm actually glad we picked this. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, I think it's, it's really worth talking about a little bit. Uh, let me give a little background on it. Yeah. Uh, so the movie is called The Golden Glove. Uh, it is a German movie. Um, and uh, the, the synopsis on IMDb is a serial, a serial killer strikes fear in the hearts of residents of Hamburg during the early 1970s. Uh, the director is F- uh, Fatih Akin? Or uh, Fatih Akin, I believe. Fatih Akin. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Turkish, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, yeah, so he directed it, uh, co-wrote it, and uh, is based off of a uh, novel. And uh, yeah, it's currently streaming uh, on Shutter. Uh, I actually had to search for it, um, even though it's been up on, even though it's played a few times on Shutter TV. Oh, really? Okay, because it's a fairly recent edition as well. Yeah, um, yeah, I've I've caught it a few times on uh, Shutter TV, and I, but not long enough for me to get really interested in it because I just didn't know where it was in the yeah. movie. Uh, yeah. But I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, also uh, worth mentioning that um, yeah, it's based on a book, but the the book is about a real life serial killer. So this yes. is a yeah, this is a a real life story of a, a guy in the nineteen seventies in um, uh, is it not Munich. Uh, Hamburg. Hamburg, yeah, in Hamburg, Germany, that uh, killed a bunch of people in, um, you know, around this, like, really sleazy, like, red light district area of Hamburg. Right. Um, yeah, named, uh, was it Franz Honka? Uh, Fritz. Fritz. Fritz Honka. Fritz Honka. Yeah. So, yeah. So, it's the story of Fritz Honka. Yes. Um, and, uh, but yeah, so, you know, it was very, I'm, I'm usually pretty interested in like, you know, real life crime stories and stuff like that. I find that shit pretty interesting. Serial killers, of course, too. It's just very, right. You know, the macabre insanity of all of it is just fascinating. Like, you know, that like where the places the human mind can go, you know, like that's yes. really what's right. of interest of, of that stuff to me. Not like, Ooh, yeah, cool. Let's say, <laughs> you know, <laughs> It's just I'm I'm in, I'm always interested in like you know the extreme possibilities and uh, you know seeing the extremities of, of reality and like how how depraved and deranged a human mind can become and and their actions yeah. and their morals and you know just all that stuff is is just 
it's just intriguing to me, you know, in the sense of like how far, how, how elastic and like flexible, you know, uh, the, the human psyche is. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's, and it's in some ways it's almost like, you know, this sounds weird to say, but it's like, to me, it kind of like opens me up to just the realm of possibility of human experience, because it's like, if it can go that far in that direction, that means it can go that far in any direction, you know? Okay. Okay. And, and that's like really fascinating to me. Um, I think that's something that I, I, you know, that's a little more positive that I derive from watching like serial killer shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's just when you see it go that far in one direction, you, you know, if you really kind of open your mind up to like wondering how, what a mind would look like if it went that far in like other directions and like, right. Um, you know, it's just, it's interesting and, and just amazing that that's even like a possibility, you know, in the same way that like, you know, those, like Tibetan monks that can like meditate for like 10 days on end and like melt the snow around them, uh-huh. you know, by producing, you know, and shit is just like, wow, I can't believe that like not only the mind, but like the body is capable of these things, you know? Yeah. And, right. right, uh, right, in, right. In a way, like people who are in these kinds of like extreme isolation or, um, you know, ex- extremely abusive or traumatic kinds of situations that they do end up creating these kind of like singular <laughs> results of the human experience. Uh-huh. Um, and, and as, as traumatic and, and horrible as they are, it's also like, you know, obviously if you're not directly affected by it as I was not, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, you know, looking at them from, from more of just like an academic or like intellectual standpoint, um, uh-huh. and just as far as like what, what that really means about what a human is capable of, uh, yeah. physically, emotionally, and mentally, you know, it's, it's just kind of like incredible you know Mm -hmm. in the worst way possible but still right right holy shit like (laughs) that's that's unbelievable that you know and 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 it was funny about this guy too is like you know because some of the other more obviously like well-known serial killers and stuff are like were these very you know very meticulous very like thought through you know and all that kind of stuff and and uh, you know, in this movie, Golden Glove, they make it abundantly clear from the first scene of the movie that, like, that is not the case with this guy. Yeah, right. Uh, this is very messy, uh, sloppy, not thought out at all. Actually, this mm-hmm. guy clearly has no fucking clue what he's doing. He's, like, acting on impulse alone. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, so this one's a, a very, you know, kind of different kind of, like, delve into that psyche. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, like, where to kind of start talking about this movie. Um, um, it's, I, well, I guess, I guess in general, where to start, uh-huh. Bobby Navia, <laughs> you watched the movie, yeah. The Golden Glove, a couple days ago. I did, I did. Did you like yeah. it? I, um, I, I did like it, yes. Okay. Um, but, uh, it's kind of like, you know how every, you know how that one time, Oh, we were doing the first episode for quarantine and we were going through our, uh, you know, Netflix, Hulu, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I, I, was, I brought up that like Hulu has like some really good indie movies on it. And I was like, oh, they got stuff like, you know, the Nightingale on there. And, you know, your, your reaction to it was just like, oh, God, like I, I don't know. I wouldn't recommend that movie. The movie's intense. Like I, I kind of had the same feeling like this. Like I would, I would recommend this movie to people, but at the same time, I would 100% not recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No, it's a, it's a repulsive movie. Yeah. It's not a comfortable watch at all. Uh, and I don't know, piggybacking off what you were talking about in terms of like being interested in watching, you know, uh, 
movies based on serial killers or, or, or content, you know, at, at all like that. You know, I, I've, I recently did watch like Zodiac. Uh, you know, right, yeah. I was just telling you about a movie before we recorded, uh, you know, that kind of that deals with serial killers. And I think I'm I think we're so used to watching stuff like Zodiac where we might see part of that horrific murder. And then the rest of it is just you know, described in a newspaper article or in a letter with like, you know, with uh, verbal detail as opposed to visual detail. Mm -hmm. And like, that's just, it's just so horrible for, you know, the general masses that when you watch something like this, it's like, it just like tears you apart. It's like, I, I'm actually surprised. I, uh, I'm surprised I, um, got through the whole movie but the more and more I started going through the whole movie, I actually started noticing the uh, very artistic ways a lot of these scenes were set up. Mm-hmm. And even some of these horrific like murders were set up, even down to like a, the transition from like scene to scene in, in, uh, in some aspects. And um, it was only then that I, I really was starting to like look at the movie a lot more deeper than just like. God, yeah. I need to take a shower after this. You know yeah, what I mean, like kind of thing. So it's worth noting that uh, that Fatih Akin is a like very highly acclaimed director. Um, okay, like critically acclaimed. Uh, he mm-hmm. did most recent. I mean, he's had a string of um, of of fairly you know popular movies that have played like internationally. You know, like they played at Cannes and like gotten lots of critical attention. And and you know, so he's this like highly esteemed director. And okay. uh, most recently, uh, the movie he did prior to this was a movie called In the Fade that came out a couple years ago. Oh, I remember uh, with, that. Yeah. yeah, Diane Kruger. Um, mm-hmm. And she actually won the Best Actress Award at Con uh, the oh, year that okay. came out. Yeah, for that movie. So, you know, he does, they're very, he does movies that are, that are fairly intense, but they're much more, you know, kind of in that like critic sensibility dramatic kind of type, you know? Okay. <laughs> From yeah, what I understand, yeah. I've, I've I saw In the Fade and it was excellent. Um, uh-huh. I hadn't seen his earlier movies uh, that that he kind of got like you know really well known for, but um, but so this was a this movie was a bit of a departure for him, okay. uh, as far as a film. And from what I saw, a lot of the the critics like really really gave him shit for this. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like I I don't think this was critically well received. People were kind of like, what what is this guy doing? You know. And so I kind of, I kind of fucking love that, you know, like I thought that was okay. just cool as fuck. I love it that, you know, this guy, he's like, you know, he's made some, you know, a bunch of movies that have gotten, you know, great, great responses, but they're probably sort of like moving down the same trajectory you yeah. know, of a filmmaker. And for him to just do something that is seemingly like this far outside of his comfort zone, but to take his sensibilities, you know, and, and really like. Not so much just like I want to throw it all away and completely reinvent the wheel, but like what if I took my sensibilities to a different like genre or type of story that you wouldn't expect them to be applied towards? Yeah. Um, you know, what's what's the result? Uh, you know, and, and just kind of like taking it as an experiment like that, I was, you know, I was really impressed with the results too. Cause as you said, just watching it sometimes, you know, the 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 movie is it's an impeccably well made movie. Yeah, I mean, in every regard, like uh, everything about it is great. Like the script is really good. Um, yeah, the way that scenes are are you know contextualized and presented to you is pretty remarkable. Mm-hmm. And um, and then at the very end of the movie too, when they show some of the pictures of the real life people and locations, and oh during you, the uh, during like the credits during and the stuff? end credits, yeah, and yeah. you get to see the like 
insane level of detail to which they recreated all this stuff. I mean, it's, yeah, it's yeah. wild how spot on like everything is that they did. Like this is a real, this is a major effort, you know, of a movie. Yeah. <laughs> and, and <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it's not, you know, it's not just like nasty for nasty's sake. Um, although, although it might be, you know, yeah, I was about to say, like, that's kind of like a 50-50, you know, for me. Like, I, 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 right now you were talking about, um, you know, the critics and stuff like that. And I, I, I clicked on Brian Tellerico's uh, review of it from RogerEbert.com. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he gave it, it it's got two stars on here. Um, but uh, his first couple sentences are about, you know, like a, an attempt to just remove all of the glorification and justifi- justification from the serial killer yeah. subgenre which is accurate i don't think that's wrong i just think that we uh, in generally are just not exposed to that much like uh mainstream movie content that like when we when we're it's kind of like being shown the truth it's like nobody likes to hear the truth that sometimes you know this is just how it is mm-hmm. like you know it's just yeah. nobody's got a reason for this other than you know, they're, you know, I hate to just throw the word crazy out there, but just sort of like impulsive maybe. Yeah. And they really don't know what they're doing, but they're doing it. And yeah. it's like a yeah. lot of, a lot of serial killer movies. What kind of makes them interesting is they're like, you know, the serial killer is like deified in a sense, you know, yes. or it's like, they're this like godlike, almost like superhuman presence, you know? And like this yeah. movie, it takes the complete opposite approach where again, like the opening scene is this, like he's already got a dead body in his apartment. Yeah. And it's him making like the most clumsy attempt you've ever seen to try to dispose of this thing. <laughs> like, you know, it's he he just clearly has no fucking clue what he's doing. And yeah, there's no like so that's where the movie starts. Like he's already got a victim. Right. And we don't even know if this is his first victim or anything. We have no context at all. Mm-hmm. Um and and the movie just starts there and just goes from that point forward. Uh so we never, you know, there's no flashbacks. Um, there's no exposition explaining like, oh, his mom used to fucking shove a rolling pin up his ass every Sunday, you know? Yeah, right. Like, you know, there's, there's none of that at all. Like, so they literally, it's all completely devoid of context. So like, there's no deifying of this character. Like there's no, there's barely even a glimpse at like the hunt for him. Right. You know, like you, you barely even get a sense that like the police are looking for this guy. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, or that like people are missing even, and that the, like they might be looking. You know, it's it's really completely removed from all that. So you have none of that stuff. You have none of those mm-hmm. trappings, and you know, you have no no attempt at an explanation whatsoever. You just see how his actions unfold mm-hmm. over the course of like I don't know a few weeks or something like that. It seems like. Um, well, the first one, the first one was what, 1970 and then it jumps four years. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. to 74. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And, um, so yeah. And then that's where the bulk of it takes place, uh, seemingly within, within that timeframe. So, so yeah, I mean, it really is like, it it really does just kind of throw you out there. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. you, you have no rudder at all for like what you're supposed to feel about any of this, what you're even supposed to be gleaning from it. And I know that's like what a lot of the critics were, were taking issue with was just like, what is the point? You know? Yeah. Like there's, there's no moralizing here. Um, you know, I mean, they certainly don't glorify. It's actually like everything is presented pretty disgustingly. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's everything is very gross. It's again, like, you can tell there's like a real filmmaker making this movie because it's like just the 
texture of everything is so gnarly. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it really, there's an attention to detail here that is just like really amazing. Um, you know, there's I mean, also like what I, I, you know, in the, in the first scene when they're, when he's already had, when he has the body there, um, uh, I think the, the, the one moment where I thought like, okay, there might be something a little bit more here for me than just, watching like these really this like really what already looks to be a really gross movie yeah is sort of the 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 moment where he comes back from being caught in the hallway trying to trying to drag the body through the Mm -hmm. through the stairway right yeah and decides he's gonna like chop the body up Mm -hmm. um the you know the the camera angle sits really long on like a on a scene like where you're actually gonna see the neck being cut very Mm -hmm. very gruesomely and then like he gets up and goes to put the music on and then like the, the camera angle switches to like behind that piece of wall. Yeah. So that you're just hearing the music and then he starts going and you're just hearing the, the audio of like bone and blood and stuff coming up. Yeah. Um, body thrusting. Yeah. 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 I, I actually really liked, you know, the amount of time we were left to believe we were just going to see it full fledged. Yeah. It was. And then, the camera switching to behind the wall. It was almost kind of like the moments in, you know, those, those Zodiac movies or like even in seven where you're just like reading something that somebody did. Mm-hmm. And it's just very, very gruesome, you know, very, you know, uh, vulgar and just gruesome and stuff like that. But there were a couple, um, a lot of the death, well, all the death scenes had some pretty, pretty good, uh, artful, you know, camera angles and, you know, direction to towards all of them, which I was actually, very surprised that I, I paid attention to like in the midst of, you know, mm. what was actually happening to what he was actually doing to like a lot of these women and, and yeah. all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And there's actually, there's, there's not, not like a huge body count in this movie either. Um, it's, you know, it's just the, there's like an overriding kind of like brutality and nastiness to just the world and everything that it, it like yeah. feels so oppressive the whole time. And then when, and mm-hmm. then when the violence does happen, it's like, it's really, you know, it's intense the way that he portrays it in the film. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, really like all, all the scenes of violence for the most part are like unflinching with like no edits, um, or anything. We're really, you know, it, it really makes you feel like you're in that room and you know, this is, this is really happening. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, it's I mean, it's pretty remarkable. And so I know uh, when we talked earlier, like one of the first things I mentioned to you was because um, you've never seen Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. No. And um, I felt, you know, I, it was definitely a movie that came to mind uh, okay. quite a few times while watching The Golden Glove. OK. Um, really just in the way that it that it presents a serial killer. All right. Because Henry has this similar kind of like no context approach Mm -hmm. like it just kind of starts and we're just like with this guy and he's already into killing people okay and we just kind of go from there and and so much of it is this like um you know disturbingly authentic feeling almost just kind of slice of life Uh of just like the day-to-day of a serial killer which is almost even more like when you see him going about his day doing normal things it's almost even more like off-putting Okay. You know, because also you're like, when's when's it going to happen? You know, like mm-hmm. you, you're constantly on edge because you're like, I know what this guy's capable of. And like, I know this continues. So <laughs> like when I'm watching him buy a VCR, you know, or like haggle with the guy about a price or something, you're just like, oh, God, <laughs> like really shouldn't argue with this dude. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, it has a similar kind of, uh, you know, sense of just the, like, that's the way that it, it plays out. And like, we're not we're not sitting here like 
picking the super like you know Hollywood kind of storyline or really over embellishing this in any way you know good or right. bad we're just kind of like showing you these are like kind of the facts of what we know happened yeah and nobody knows any better than anyone else why you know mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's it's kind of just like draw your own conclusions you know um, but even Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer has a bit more, I feel like, uh, editorializing in the movie. Okay. Um, you know, it's, it's subtle and it's, and it's, you know, it's brilliant. It's more a way that's like kind of self-reflexive on the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of, cause they, cause one of the big things in Henry is like, they, you know, they get this video camera and they start filming all the stuff that they're doing. Okay. And then, and then there's like a, you know, so then there's a scene that goes on for a long time where you, you don't actually see the murder of the family. You just see them watching the video cassette of the murder. Oh, okay. And so you're sitting in the living room with them watching TV and what's on TV is them killing people. <laughs> and huh, so, right. you know, so obviously there's some commentary happening there about the audience's need for violence, <laughs> you know, yeah, right, and right. basically like legitimately putting us on the couch with these two people watching their own, you know, masterpiece. Yeah. Um, and you know, and it's, it's brilliant, you know, but that could just be like, oh man, that's a fucked up way to present this murder. Cause it's also just a really intense thing that's happening on the TV, but there's obvious this like social con, you know, subtext, uh, mm-hmm. commentary going on there. Um, whereas like, I, I really, and you know, I'm, I'm certainly not, uh, totally up to speed on, the, you know, cultural history of 1970s Hamburg, uh, yeah, neither am I. Yeah, yeah but it, it didn't... This movie never felt like it was doing that. Uh, no, yeah. Anything like that. I mean, it really felt like it was just... Let's be, I don't know, for lack of a better term, objective. Yeah. You know, and just, like, show this shit. Obviously, it's like, you know, there's a lot of subjectivity to it because we don't, you know... Like, most of it is, like, what's happening in his apartment, you know, with people that he murdered. So we don't actually know what the truth of that is. Right. Um, so there's a lot of subjectivity there, but again, kind of presenting that within this, this context that again, it doesn't, it never feels like a documentary because it's, you know, it, it is all very structured and, you know, rigidly constructed as a film. Yeah. Um, but it has like a documentary realism somehow within that like artistic framework. Um, Mm. and like, you know, not, not really ornamentation, but just like storytelling, you know, it has a very artistic, deliberate kind of storytelling to it. Um, but uh, but it never makes it feel artificial. If anything, it actually just like somehow it drives you deeper uh, into the the fiction of you know or, or you know the well yeah the partial fiction and partial you know uh, uh, fact based you know <laughs> yeah uh, exploration that we're engaged in here and it's it's got this like seem like really counterintuitively you know you'd think like that being that constructed feeling, it would really pull you out of this idea of any kind of sense of any kind of documentary-esque realism to the events or the way that they're unfolding. But it's like, that's a hundred percent how it feels like, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's, there's almost this like, like voyeuristic detachedness to it that makes you feel like you are just kind of like, this is just where I'm sitting in this room, you know? And like, I'm not moving. I'm just watching this scene play out. Cause I'm here. Yeah, yeah. You know, or like I'm a voyeur or something, you know, and this is just where the camera is that I'm seeing the space from or whatever. And uh, yeah, and it's a lot of shit that you probably normally wouldn't want to (laughs) see. I think that's like my, even though I can like, I'm still like, I like the movie, but I'm still very, you know, 50-50 on it because it's, it's sometimes stuff like this where I'm like, 
like even though I can recognize uh, a lot of the artistic choices or and you know more of like the uh, I guess like the film school type of stuff uh, about it or the the, the critical th- critical things about it, like I still have that over. I still have uh, the stronger feeling of like f- like for what, yeah, you know, and I mean like that's that's one thing that is like I. I don't know how to answer like why make this movie, you know, mm-hmm. like, like I, uh, and not that I'm trying to put myself in the mindset of like that director, but like, I just don't know why you make a movie like this. That is just by all intents and purposes. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't know, like uncomfortable isn't even the word it's like, yeah. you know, you're like set out to, you know, uh, it's, it's, a, it's nasty. It's just yeah. it's just straight nasty. Like you know, it's I mean it it you know it's it's gross. It's not like total gross out. I was I was happy there wasn't as much of the like kind of gross out. I thought there was going to be a lot more like I don't know scatological shit. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, you know, not to be redundant. I was you know there's there's no shortage of of grossness in this movie. Right, right. But it never has those like you know somebody like puking and shitting in someone's face, you know, kind of like yeah. moments, you know, that are just like yeah, yeah. so over the top that you're just like, dude, I don't like this literally does nothing for me, you know? Um, but no, I, you know, to be honest for, for everything that I've been talking about, cause I've, I've just been thinking about the movie a lot. Yeah. Uh, same. Since I've watched it, it's been like three, I watched it like three days ago now. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I'm I'm in the same place as you, honestly. I still okay. I I don't a hundred percent know that I think this is like a really valuable piece of filmmaking. <laughs> okay, you know, right, I think yeah. it's I think it's a very uh, well made piece of filmmaking. Yeah, it's really raw. Yeah, it is. It's it really is. But I I also have I'm struggling a bit with like what really is the point of anything here. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, because if you know if we're not trying to if we're not trying to decode or kind of like dissect the motivations here or what drives a person to this mm-hmm. you know then then it does start to make you wonder are we more so like just this is just an exploit an exploitative exercise yeah right you know because if if we're not trying to like comment on this or look into it or understand it in some way then you know yeah what what are we really doing but but playing up and selling the exploitation elements here um yeah but uh but you know at the same time like like presenting a story like this free of like moralization or bias in any real sense is it's an interesting perspective and it's getting me to i don't know not necessarily think about like I guess serial killers in any like different way or anything like that. But I guess more so the logic of looking at serial killers, like what I was just talking about in a bit of a different mm-hmm. way. And okay. I guess it goes back to, you know, to, to what I was originally saying. And it's like, it's, it's not something anybody's ever going to understand really, you know, it's like such a personal, it's like your whole, it's like your own world becomes, you know, is constructed over the course of like your traumas and psychoses and whatever else is in this giant bouillabaisse of insanity you've got going on that drives you to these yeah. crazy acts that you're never going to be able to like codify it as like, oh, okay, yeah, it was like, you know, combination of like, you know, shitty mom plus bad neighborhood plus right, like, right, right. Yeah. you know, he was into, he had sort of a morbid streak to begin with, you know, it's never going to like, 
come down to that or anything. And then also, mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah, this whole idea of of kind of deifying and, and mystifying serial killers to make them these, like, kind of superhuman characters in a sense to create a story. Well, that's kind of exploitational as well. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, right. And, and also, again, like, kind of glorifies and doesn't really play up the true horror of, like, what these people do and how disgusting the acts are. And, like, this as far as just kind of, like, trying to flip all of that on its head and just being like, yo, if you really look at just what a serial killer does, it's fucked up, man. You know, like there's nothing really that interesting here. You know, it's like a big, uh, this movie felt like a reality check. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's just because everybody is just so into, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm into, you know, murders and serial killers. And it's like, I mean, really? Are you? Yeah, right. Like, like, I mean, have you really stared? I like. I feel like I just stared down the barrel a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean. Like, I more so felt like I'm. I more so felt like the prostitutes he was abusing and killing in the movie yeah. than anybody else in the movie. Right. Like that's, you know, like I'm in the same room with him as as you are, and you know, like not a good feeling to have. You know. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Exactly. Because we're so used so, yeah. to exactly we're so used to like intellectualizing and sensationalizing and sort of like uh, i don't know entertainifying <laughs> yeah. you know these stories of these mass murderers that did these like truly horrific things and you know for a movie to just kind of like you know strip all that paint off of the walls and just show us the woodwork you know of yeah. like of a serial killer i was like i i kind of appreciate it and it was like it was like really like this is the mind you want to spend like 12 hours getting deeper into you know like no, this guy's fucked up. He was yeah. a monster. He deserved to be taken off the streets. We're glad it's happened. Like, close the book. Yeah, right. You right, know, right. I mean, it's it's really interesting that, you know, kind of, it, it did have that effect on me. I think that's what, yeah, exactly what I was just saying. That was a great way to put it. It's a reality check yeah. on, you know, all of the, especially recently in entertainment media, there's been so much, you know, with like all the, the docudrama series, like Catching a Killer or Making Murderer, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and all that mm-hmm. type of shit. That, um, yeah, you know, this, this seems like it could be kind of a response to that. And, uh, I think, you know, that's, that's really, I think what's been of the most interest to me about it over the past couple of days since watching it, because honestly, when, when we first watched it, uh, cause Hannah and I watched it together mm-hmm. afterwards, it was like, you know, Hannah was like, man, that was, I don't know. It was kind of boring. Cause okay. like not, you know, there's not a, a lot that really happens. No, but again, I wasn't the, bored. No, that's, and that's, that's what I said too. I was like, I was like, yeah, I really, I was expecting it from the little bit I had read. I was honestly expecting the movie to be a lot worse. Okay. Um, cause you know, I've seen some pretty fucking nasty movies in my day. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm not, you know, I I like to indulge in that stuff sometimes and (laughs) kind of see like, you know, how, how far, (laughs) what's, what's my limit, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, cause usually I find that it's, it's far beyond what most movies go to. Um, so I was expecting this to be quite a bit nastier actually. Um, and, uh, you know, and I, I was, you know, so when it was over, I was like, yeah, you know, not, not a lot happened because there's not really like a strong plot, you know, Mm -mm. it really is just kind of like, here's this guy, let's see what he does, you know? And, uh, but yeah, but I was like, but, uh, but I was oddly compelled the entire time. You know, like the whole movie, I was just like, "What were you I, I was, compelled about, though?" Is there? Can you like? Can you like? 
pinpoint something aside from aside from like aside from everything you've been saying about yeah the difference between watching something so raw and watching something that's been like sensationalized yeah i think i think a big part of it was just the fact that it was like i i knew so little because they gave me no background information on this character that i mean i i really i literally had no idea like what he was going to do next you know like you you didn't really have any barometer or sense of like what really pushes his buttons why does he kill people what is it that kind of triggers him because mm-hmm. at first it's like you know it seems like oh he he just kills prostitutes right but then he brings one home and he enters into this weird like cleaning lady sexual <laughs> subservient contract with her that he seems like very uh, you know into yeah right it's like it's it's very important to him that he have this relationship you know and it wasn't just about like oh take her home do some fucked up sexual shit to her and then murder her right you know and which is kind of what you got and so again like even you know from from act to act throughout the movie like like act of his of like act of murder really Mm -hmm. um there's no you don't get a sense of like a pattern or even like a a motivation right you know so really the whole time you're just like you you don't know you know what's going to happen or like why and you know i found that very compelling as far as just like you know, because there was also smart in terms of being a movie and like crafting scenarios where you're just like, oh, God, like what is going to yeah. happen here? <laughs> you know, like like the birthday party, you know, with the uh, the cleaning lady at that mall where he works security and her husband and shit. Oh, my God. You yeah. know, they just start busting out all that booze and stuff. You're just like, yeah. oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> This is really, you yeah. start shifting in your seat and yeah. shit, like, fuck. Yeah, no, and it's just so, so yeah, you're like, you know, you're, you're sort of ceaselessly compelled to, to just kind of want to know what's going to happen. And again, that's, again, reflects back on the viewer a bit of like your kind of morbid curiosity about all this. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe it was editorializing more than I, 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 you know, thought it was previously, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just in really kind of subtextual ways that, you know, are really good. And I think that's, you know, that, that seemingly, would have to be the goal of making it this like decontextualized, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what, what other point it would be. Um, although I do think that's, that's, you know, interesting. The more we've been talking about it, the more I'm like, and that's really been my, you know, uh, what, what I was getting at before. It was like, yeah, again, when we first finished watching it, Hannah was like, yeah, a little boring. Uh, and then the next day we were talking about it and we were both like, I'm, I'm liking this movie a lot more today than I did last night, you know, like right yeah. after watching it, it's, it's just sort of burrowed in, you yeah. know, and I keep thinking about things about it. And again, like, and the other thing that was keeping me compelled throughout all of it too, was just the craftsmanship. Yeah. You know, it's just such a well-made movie the whole time. You're like, I just I kind of want to see what this guy does next, you know, also, cause right, it's yeah. just, it's just a good piece of, you know, filmmaking. I think that um, sometimes that's what like knocks me on my head is I, I is I guess I, I had to just have to just uh, accredit it to, you know, like the filmmaking that I'm sure like on paper, it's like this is a nothing movie. This is just I, I don't know. We were like we were being saying, like, I don't know why you make this. But then, you know, after watching it or just even in the middle of watching it, I was just like, this is all horrible. I don't know how I'm continuing to make it through this movie but yeah for some reason like i'm still compelled to see what happens next even though like the same thing keeps happening in in a, yeah. in a particular you know explanation i guess but um did yeah you, no, was, 
Yeah, did you were you pretty compelled the entire way through, or did you find yourself kind of uh, uh, losing interest at times or anything like that, or what was your experience like? Um, I didn't lose any interest. Uh, okay, I was I was pretty compelled the whole way through. Um, I thought it was really uh, well well written, and you know um, all the all the interactions, even though they even though they seemed like they didn't mean anything. I I even right now just talking to you, like I'm starting to think back to all the interactions with people he didn't kill. And especially with like, Oh, well I wanted to talk to you about the uh, guys at the bar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Let me grab some coffee real quick. Go for it. Go for it. Be right back. Yeah. 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 Anyway. So yeah, the, the patrons at the bar. Um, yes, no, I'm glad you brought this up because I wanted to bring it up too. Um, Yes. I I loved the sequence about the (laughs) nicknames. Yes. And, it, it, you know, you're a real veteran if you have, like, a two-name nickname. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it just goes, I was like, damn, that's awesome. I mean, I could, of course, couldn't help but think of Goodfellas. Yes, um, yeah. In that moment where they're going through the bar and, like, oh, that's, you know, it's two-time Tony because he always said everything two times. And, like, you know, that shit. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, interesting cast of characters. <laughs> Oh Which my God. I can only imagine also that that was probably historically accurate too. Yeah, God, that had to be. Yeah. Like just the, the people themselves, not necessarily what happened in the bar, of course, but. Right, right. Um, but yeah, no, I'm guessing those were probably the real people that hung out there and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was pretty hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I started thinking about like the, all of those guys and then um, also the, the, the young girl that he interacts with um, in the beginning of the movie that is is clearly like a uh, it's just an overall infatuation uh emotional sexual you know a, 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 any sort of infatuation uh you can think of for him because he starts you know um imagining her uh during like sexual encounters with other you know women and stuff like that mm-hmm. and um just sort of where that story ends up as well you know what i mean like uh it's sort of interesting that narratively like you know she's uh she's the construct of his destruction kind of mm-hmm. uh, and so like you know i i was really worried about her like when she walked into the bar at the end and then where it, where it ends up leading to i was like yeah this is interesting like you know and i i don't know the kind of not him being you know spoiler alert uh for the movie not him being found out as to what he's been doing because of a fire that happens in the apartment building he lives in but those damn um, greeks man I know Stan Greeks. <laughs> <laughs> he had that. He had all of like the words down. Like I like that. That was like the one thing that sounded like rehearsed. Uh, you know, if anybody ever asked him about the smell, it was like it's yeah. the Greeks. They're always cooking yeah. this and this and yeah. <laughs> Man, that food looks delicious. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I was really for worried her worried for her when she walked in. But then where it led, I thought it was it almost kind of made the movie for me. Dude, that ending shot was spectacular. I thought that was uh, yeah, so I, amazing. Really yeah. good. It really, um, it was funny. It reminded me of, uh, did you ever see My Friend Dahmer? No. You, were t- uh, you told me about it, though, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I watched it a, a couple years ago or whenever it came out. Um, it, pretty good movie. Uh, okay. You know, wasn't like blown away, but it was good. And, yeah. uh, and really the best part of it was similar. There was like a similar kind of like long tracking shot. Okay. At the end of that movie, that also was kind of like, okay, this is what I watched the movie for. Yeah. You know, like that that ending tracking shot or, you know, it's the like 
fourth to last shot or, you know, wraps up a little bit after that. But um, that part in My Friend Dahmer was really like, okay, yeah, this this just like totally made this movie for me. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, and then this, I was already, again, I, I, I could tell this movie had been working some kind of spell on me. Okay. Although I wasn't quite sure. But then the ending shot, I was really kind of like, you know, I let out like a gasp, you know, a little yeah. bit like during it. At, at a certain point, I was just like, this is so good. Yes. Yeah, um, I agree. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm, that was the one thing I was really curious about the historical accuracy of. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, whether or not he was actually walking home with a girl, I think that's probably just total conjecture because, again, that was that seemed more. Yeah. Like, as you were just pointing out, more of like a thematic kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Than a factual kind of thing, you know that that did seem again that was that was the one thing that felt like a movie thing, you know. Oh yeah, that's true. Because okay, it was yeah. it was also like the only time that we really left like his point of view. I mean, I guess we kind of stuck with the um, you know the uh, the woman that he makes the contract with when she like stays home and like cleans up his apartment. Yeah. So oh, we yeah, we, right, right. we do leave his perspective in the movie like a little bit, but this was like full on like there's a two characters that are like forming a relationship and he's nowhere around or like he just randomly shows up at the end and catches a glimpse of this person, you know. Right, right. Um so you know and then the way that that book ends the movie of course too is like okay, this this is like the only thing that's here that feels like we're being a movie now, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um so that was interesting. I was uh, you know, uh, I was curious about yeah, which what your read of it was, but um I read I looked it up and I just read that uh I I don't know if it was because of somebody leaving the oven on, but that the building did go up in flames. And the fireman found the the body parts, and it was uh, he was on, he was walking home from work when they oh, apprehend, okay. when they apprehended him. Gotcha. Um, and that's when they got him, and he he seemed to admit to everything. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, like over time. So yeah, yeah, it's you know, in a way, it's like I mean, you know, there's definitely a thing with like most most serial killers end up getting caught because they want to. Uh, yeah, and, right. And right. it's usually and it's usually a you know an ego thing. Because it's like yeah. they, they want credit for their, hey, look how brilliant I am, you know, that like yeah, I yeah. got away with that. They want to like, you know, they're so narcissistic. It's like they want to tell people what they did and how they got mm-hmm. away with it because they want people to celebrate their genius. <laughs> yeah, you right. Know? And, um, you know, so in a way you could definitely read that into this that like, you know, and he wasn't doing a lot to really conceal his activities you know like he had body parts just like stashed in his fucking apartment yeah. you know <laughs> like stinking up the joint and only air fresheners and, hanging from the ceiling yeah right looking. yeah <laughs> very very seven like <laughs> yeah right yeah um but uh you know yeah it's you know so so in a sense i it doesn't surprise me actually that when he did get caught he was just like yep did it all you know that yeah. was me murdered all those fuckers chopped them up here's how i did it <laughs> like mm-hmm. Because they all, you know, they all kind of want that and that recognition in a way. Um, right, right. So they're always living in this like really conflicted state of, you know, wanting to get away with it, but also wanting to be recognized for how brilliant they are at getting away with it. So, so in a way, the, the sense that his own fantasy was his downfall, right, uh, yeah. you know, it makes a lot of sense fitting in with that, that sort of psychology of serial killers that we know for, you know, or just narcissistic personalities in general. Mm-hmm. Um, which he clearly had, you know, that, that, oh, again, yeah. that, that, uh, contract with the one woman was very much like, you know, the, the one moment where you got to look into his kind of like, 
uh, how he views relationships, interpersonal relationships, you know, especially with the opposite sex. Obviously, amongst the other men at the bar, he felt a kindred spirit, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or or some sort of mutual respect of sorts, you know. And they clearly um, respected him, like even when, yeah, even when he like tries to go sober for a little bit and then fucks it all up at his job and then walks back. They're all like welcoming, yeah, of him back. Yeah, oh yeah, so. gotta love the old barfly. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Oh, and then so so the only the other thing that I thought about as far mm-hmm. as the you know why make this yeah. movie you know <laughs> is um and this is a lot of conjecture on my part. This is not something that I've like researched, although I Look, probably should. Uh, Okay. Um, but uh, so, you know, f- again, Fatih Aiken is a uh, Turkish uh, gentleman and okay. is living, has been living in Germany, makes movies in Germany. Uh, and from what I understand, you know, there's a, a fair sized Turkish immigrant population within Germany. Okay. And um, based on other movies that I've seen, uh, probably most predominantly uh, Werner, uh, Rainer Werner Fassbender's Ali Furiates the Soul. Okay. Uh, which is about a, um, a uh, uh, not elderly, but like in her 50s, like a uh, German woman who ends up getting involved with, a, with an immigrant, I believe Turkish. Okay. Um, I could be mistaken, but uh, Middle Eastern um, immigrant. And, uh, you know, and the, the social implications of it how much you know she starts to become rejected by everyone around her and things like that and realize that there's this like real undercurrent of like racism in her community that she never realized like she was actually a part of until she started seeing somebody who was you know of of different ethnic (laughs) background than herself and realized how people responded to that and that she you know all of a sudden was ostracized okay and all this stuff and that you know everybody was seemingly pretty cool with kicking her out as a result of this you know yeah that type of shit so again it seems like there is this especially in the 70s in germany there is this uh you know there's there's a a a racist undercurrent and or a uh a a lingering discomfort among the some of the immigrant populations living within germany that maybe they still don't feel totally welcome there or that you know they still don't feel like this is you know they're this is their home but they're not accepted by the natives as like being right you know this being their home as well mm-hmm. uh, and I imagine if those kinds of tensions probably still exist uh, I, I would imagine they do um, not because it's Germany just because it's people <laughs> yeah right 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 people are pretty shitty at changing in general. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know some of those yeah dis- uh, some of those tensions might still be there and that you know Fatih Akin again being a turkish you know immigrant living in germany or maybe even was born there i i, I don't mm-hmm. know his entire background but um that you know this this movie could just be a reflection on how he sees german people <laughs> okay. you know like <laughs> yeah. i i that you know that definitely occurred to me while i was watching it just the little bit that i knew about his background and the background of like some of the immigrant populations living in germany yeah, yeah, um, and and those tensions that those unresolved tensions that are there, um, that uh, you know, it seemed like this this could also just kind of be a fucking middle finger, <laughs> like, like you know, like a yo, you're gonna judge me, yeah, you yeah. know, a kind of thing. Like fuck you, look at yourselves, you know, like right, you're not yeah. you're not better than anybody. Mm-hmm. You're just as capable of the worst shit in the world. I mean, of course, yeah, everyone would point to Hitler, obviously, as the first example, but. Yeah. It's like, no, I don't even need to stoop to that. Like, even more recently, you know, like, you're capable of just as horrible shit now as you were 
before Hitler, you know, like you mm-hmm. didn't learn, you didn't learn anything because that's not something you can teach, you know, that's not, yeah, that's yeah. just, that's just this weird, un, you know, crazy combination of nature and nurture that, you know, just sometimes you hit the, sometimes you win the world's shittiest lottery and it creates a perfect storm for you to become a legendary psychopath, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> and that can fucking happen anywhere, anytime to anyone, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that was one other, you know, why <laughs> that mm. came up, uh, in my mind from, from watching this movie. But again, that, that could be based on actually nothing factual whatsoever. Yeah. Right, right, right. Either way though, but you know, so that's uh, either way though, I would say that's been, you know, uh, and I, I, I would imagine we probably both feel this way that this whole conversation is the reason why we would probably recommend watching the movie. That was going to be my question is like, would you like in the, in the, in the, you get sucked into a conversation about serial killers or serial killer movies. Like, is this a movie that you recommend? Yeah. I, I, you know, to the right, I would certainly consider my audience a little bit when recommending this. Yeah. Cause it's, yeah, yeah. you know, it's not, if you're squeamish, you know, like it's, it's just not going to be for you. Right. You know, right. and I, I wouldn't recommend it to, uh, to anybody who has those kinds of hangups. Um, yeah. But, uh, but you know, if, if you're willing to, you know, expose yourself to something that might make you uncomfortable, then I think this is certainly, I would probably still recommend, I would definitely still recommend Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Okay. Excuse me. Oh, uh, like over this, if we were just talking about like great serial killer movies and somebody was like, oh, you know, what would you recommend? That would probably be the first one I'd bring up. Okay. Um, and definitely if they said, oh, I've seen that movie. It's incredible. It just feels too real, and it really gets under my skin. I'd say, <laughs> okay, well then, you know what? You should probably watch the Golden Glove because it'll it'll yeah. probably do a similar thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but but in a in a different way. I think it's there's you know I'm not accusing this movie of like mimicry or anything like that. Um, oh no, yeah. I think it just definitely you know is is sort of like you know born of the same uh, approach to mm-hmm. a serial killer story, you know? Yeah, as, as Henry and. Um, you know, I, I think this movie is probably better for it. I wouldn't necessarily want to see the more, uh, you know, Hollywood version of the Fritz Honka story. Uh, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't. I, yeah, I kind of like that it was presented this way. It was really just like, man, I mean, it, it, it felt like, you know, a, sort of like an appropriate deployment of armaments for... <laughs> the you know war the for the war being waged i guess <laughs> yeah right, right. Uh, against sensibilities that that this person represented and that like any movie representing that person would need to represent in order to be accurate in any sense uh-huh <laughs> um so yeah no so, yeah. i would uh the couple people i've talked to uh have all been you know much like yep i'm i'm not i'm not going to watch this 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 feels you know really really like too much you know and Mm -hmm. you know i would i would agree like it's it was it was a lot but i still you know i'm i'm pretty sure i could uh you know at some point keep bringing this movie up like with you or whoever has like watched it and yeah just talk about it because just as a piece of like movie making a piece of filmmaking like it's a very uh, i feel like i i have watched a movie like this before where it is just kind of like bone on bone and like no cartilage in the middle you know Mm -hmm. so to speak but like this one is just sort of it's hypnotizing in a way that uh i really can't explain why and who knows it might just be that that last shot of 
where, it, like you said, like it really does turn into a movie. I didn't re- even really think about it like that. But, you know, maybe it is sort of the movie sort of re- trying to remind you, like, this is what you're used to and this is where I'm going to end it. Like, but mm-hmm. just know that everything before is, you know, what it really is to, I don't know, maybe be into investigating like serial killers or yeah. really get into their mind. So, right. it's you know, well, it's it's cool, too. I mean, that's a great point. And I, I love the way that it you're right. It, it almost does like challenge you in a way as far as like, so what are you going to bring? What are you going to take from this? What are you going to remember from this? Are you going to remember like the satisfying Hollywood <laughs> conclusion? Yeah. Or are you going to remember the like hour and 45 minutes of depravity that came before it? Yeah, you know? right. Exactly. And I wouldn't yeah. be surprised because a lot of I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people just take away the ending and, you know, walk away from it like that. Thinking yeah, like, oh, yeah. justice was done, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> we caught the killer, you know, like all yeah. that shit. And it's like, I don't think the movie was about catching the killer and this being done. I think no. it's more about the damage he did before we ever got there, you know, <laughs> like. Yeah. Like, uh, which was substantial. It was kind of an accident that the, he got caught anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. So that's, that's the other, you know, that's the other, you know, part of it too. Yeah. Um, Dude. Yeah. No, but, man, that, that final when the fucking fireman comes out and just pukes all over the floor and you're just like, yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> I know what he found. <laughs> you went to the attic, didn't you? Yeah. Well, it's so great too. And it's like, it's burning up and like just the way that whole scene plays on you emotionally too, where you're like, oh my God, all the evidence, you know? Oh, you that's exactly you, what yeah, I thought, no, you dude. Think I thought his it was whole all place be gone. is burning down, and then you find out, like, no, his place is perfectly fine. It's like, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're like, wow. So he suffered no repercussions whatsoever. And then just casually they're talking. They're like, okay, go up, you know, into the attic and check for any hot spots to make sure nothing's gonna catch on fire. And you're just like, oh man, he's yeah. Yeah. He's done for. <laughs> The way that he brought that whole scene to life, you know, that it, yeah. it was the way that like different elements in the scene were interacting with each other in a seemingly like coincidental manner, uh-huh. you know, yeah, that yeah, didn't, yeah. didn't feel like this contrived like movie moment, you know, where it was like the script says we have to do this and then find this and all that stuff. It felt so organic the way it was all sort of evolving mm-hmm. and, uh, and the way the camera was sort of like finding the moments uh, as well in the middle of that whole scene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Really. I mean, just just really. Just great filmmaking. <laughs> it's really good. It was really yeah, good. It really, yeah. it was super impressive. Like watching a movie like this every once in a while is 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 good to kind of sort of uh, I don't know clean some stuff out. Yeah. <laughs> in a way, I mean, like I, I I I do think very you know thematically most of the time. So it's like when I'm when we're you know talking about something you've written or talking about coming up with something like I. I kind of I like knowing that I have, uh, you know, other side of the wind and shampoo and performance and and um, the Golden Glove kind of like in my in my like repertoire now, because now I can maybe maybe suggest or, you know, uh, challenge somebody with something because I've watched those movies and, and say, like, sure. no, we're going to we're going to push it to here you know, because of X, Y, and Z and like, you know, not that anybody will ever do it better or worse than those particular filmmakers for those movies. But at least now there's a point of reference where it's like, no, the, this particular rawness can work if there's this sort of like care put underneath it. And like, yeah, as, as, as crazy as this movie is like, you can, you can definitely tell the care that went into, you know, making all of this horrible stuff come to life. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, subsequent end. Yeah. Yeah. 
no, absolutely. It's uh yeah. Yeah, no, it's a it's a motherfucker of a movie. Yeah, it's a pretty fucking <laughs> I mean it's it's like it's a pretty great movie in a lot of ways, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's been funny talking of it like actually vocalizing everything about it. So I'm like, what what did I not like about this? <laughs> like I don't really I was trying to think now. about that too. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to think about that too. Uh I'm like and again, I think it's just like the in the moment experience of just like you versus your own expectations of the movie. Yes, yes. Is really the worst part about it. Is like and I think that's the only thing that really made the um you know, and again, this is not like a, a pleasant movie to watch in any in any way, but like, you know, if you're in the mood for something like this and kind of like want to be challenged by something like this, I think this is a great film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and and I think just yeah, when I was initially watching it, like I said, I had some preconceptions about like how much nastier it was going to be. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't really know, again, also how sort of like objective of a a point of view the movie was going to be taking towards the subject as well. And, you know, I think anything that I in the moment didn't really like gravitate, you know, or didn't immediately recognize that I thought was like a laudable quality of the film um, was simply because of those, you know, preconceptions or expectations that I had going in that weren't met. But actually, upon upon further thought and reflection i like what they did way better than what i thought they were going to do um well yes i would definitely uh if we have any longtime listeners uh the challenge for all of you is to watch uh golden glove on shutter i do believe shutter is still doing their 30 day uh yeah with the promo code uh, shut in all one word so um this would be definitely a good one to put on your list if you're looking for a challenge yeah yeah you know you want to go go some weird places one night yeah i mean exactly. we've all been cooped up inside i'm sure just like getting <laughs> some sort of feeling some sort of transportation yeah uh, right to another <laughs> to another place is like welcome even if it's as fucked up as this because also you know again with all the period detail like the the 70s germany-ness of the movie is pretty incredible oh yeah definitely. i mean all the all the outfits and just the places they're at and shit like that it's you know it's all again the period detail is is really impeccable so there's some you feel like you're in another world for sure <laughs> um i'll leave my last comment for the golden glove there was uh, one scene that had me laughing pretty hard actually uh-huh <laughs> uh i won't ruin it i'm sure you know what it is but it ha- it happens towards the end of the movie with uh one of the regulars at the bar and it mm-hmm. happens in a it happens in a bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that got me, but I that might be my favorite bar patron is that guy. Yeah. <laughs> it was I mean it was pretty incredible. It's a pretty pretty emasculating thing to do to somebody. <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. So um yeah, if you want to know what that is, watch Golden Glove. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll you'll know. Yeah, oh yeah. You'll you'll definitely <laughs> know. Poor Willie. Poor Willie. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, all right, well, man. Yeah, no, I think that covers it. I think that covers it as well. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll be back with more episodes during this quarantine. Yep, yep. <laughs>